All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 63, and it's been it's been a tough weekend again of football, to be honest. Obviously, didn't have the Buckeyes on Saturday. The only really major college football news, I guess, in my mind was Iowa losing to Purdue, which every single season, a top Big Ten team falls to Purdue. Ohio State did it, I believe, in 2018. Um, And it just always happens every single time. Somebody falls to Purdue when they should not. (laughs) Um, But it just continues to mix up the playoff picture in college football. No idea what's going to happen. Like I mentioned last week, Ohio State still has a really tough schedule ahead of us um, following this bye week. A lot of of big matchups left. So we will see what happens. But it was weird not having a game happening on Saturday. So got to put all my energy into the game on Sunday, which did not live up to, I think, anyone's expectations. Uh, So definitely going to get into that. Um, But first, I actually do want to talk about John Gruden. He stepped down pretty much like right after I recorded last week's episode. So I didn't have the opportunity to talk about um, everything that was happening with that, but wanted to make sure I fit it in because... I do actually have a lot of thoughts on this. I think um, anytime a scandal happens and a subsequent, you could call it a forced firing is what a lot of people think it is. He did resign, but you know it kind of felt like no matter what, he was not going to continue being the head coach of the Raiders. Um, whether that was you know being forced on him or he chose to do it himself, it it was going to happen. Um, but I, I definitely have some thoughts on it because I think when these things happen, a lot of people want to jump and say that it's cancel culture, that we need to, um, forgive people for things that they did or said a long time ago. We need to allow people to evolve. Um, and while I agree with all of those sentiments, I always want to give people the space to evolve, uh, the space to see people grow and learn, um, There's certain instances where uh, actions just do need to be taken. He is a full-grown adult that's lived a long life and has been around a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds as a head coach of an NFL football team. He's been doing that for a long time. He spent some time at ESPN working in the media. And people are held to a higher standard when they have positions of leadership Um, or any type of high up position in any organization, you just simply are held to a much higher standard than just your average Joe. You are the coach of an NFL football team. And with that comes a ton of responsibility uh, and a smaller margin for error than most people probably have in their jobs. Uh, So it's in my mind, actually not cancel culture. It has a lot to do with his ability to lead a team after these emails come out and he puts his team in a really hard position to have to answer for something, many things that he has said uh, over the course of, I mean, the emails were over the course of at least a decade, so a long period of time. Uh, So this is, in my mind, a lot bigger than just screaming and crying that we, you know, aren't letting people evolve and change. This is, I don't know if you are equipped right now to be leading a NFL football team And I think Brandon Staley really said it best. I hope you all have had the opportunity to go listen to him 
the press conference where he was asked about his thoughts on what happened with John Gruden. Um, I'm going to read you some of it word for word now because I've had a really hard time myself articulating this situation and how I feel because people have such strong opinions about it. Um, but I think Brandon Staley said it perfectly, so I'm just going to read some of it for, for you guys right now. He said, Perspective and trust in this world are really, really difficult to achieve. I think about all the people that were affected by those emails, whether you're a person of color, whether you're a person, you know, a gender, your sexual orientation, that's who I'm thinking about because it's a sacred mantle for someone to call you coach or someone to call you a leader. Trust is really, really hard to achieve in this world. It's really, really challenging to achieve, especially with people with those groups that I just mentioned. People are really guarded and skeptical of people because of emails like that. Kindness and lifting people up and respecting people you don't know. I just think that's such a big part of our thing here. Listening to people and learning about people because I think what you'll discover is that we have so much more in common than not. And he went on to say about how he takes it upon himself to really set an example for his players every single day, every single day that they are someone um, or he is someone that they can trust and that he's going to have their back and that he's going to be there for every single one of them. He's there to listen and help them achieve every single one of their dreams, um, regardless of any of those things he listed, their background, their uh, gender, sexual orientation, uh, race, everything. He truly uh, wants to be a good leader and set a good example. And unfortunately, John Gruden did clearly did not uh, exemplify those things in his emails, especially knowing that he has the first ever um, active NFL player who is openly gay, uh, Carl Nassib has had a phenomenal season, and I know he had to take a day off from practice just to kind of sort through his thoughts from everything, and that is the last thing that you should be doing as a coach is making your players feel uh, unwanted or that you don't respect them uh, enough that they feel like they have to take a day off of practice to sort through their thoughts. Now, obviously, that happened after John Gruden's resigning, um, but it's still, you know, it, in that full perspective, it's a horrible position to put um, your team in because you are supposed to be their leader. You are not supposed to be a distraction. And so I just really thought Brandon Staley said it really well that, you know, it is a sacred mantle for someone to call you coach. To be that leader of a team, you are held to the highest standard uh, because you're, you are supposed to be holding those men on your team to the highest standard as well. And if you're not living up to it, how can they be expected to live up to it as well? We've seen it with Urban Meyer already this season as well, the respect that he has lost in his locker room for some of the t decisions that he has made. Um, really hard to uh, keep your team together, get them to listen to you, get them to believe in you, buy into the message that you're selling to them when something like this happens or something like the urban situation happens. I know those are two very different things, but those are situations where people do lose respect for you uh, and it changes things. So um, it's unfortunate that, you know, it happened. I'm sure there were a lot of people caught up in those emails that we might never hear about feels like John Gruden is almost um, was just thrown out there as we'll just have someone take the fall uh, so we don't have to get a whole lot of other people in trouble. kind of feels like that's what's happening. Um, and just kind of my last thing on it, I thought 
Pat McAfee on his show said it really well. Um, I listen to his show pretty often and he's, you know, just your regular football guy, but he had such a great rule of thumb in life in general. And that was that we should all try to not say things that could hurt other people or make them feel bad about themselves. And I think just as we're going through our lives, I don't want to sound holier than thou. I am not a perfect person, but I I definitely try to live by that, that type of feeling as well that let's just try to all be good to each other. Let's try to not say things that you know is going to hurt someone else. Once someone tells you, hey, don't use that word, just do your best to not use it because you don't want to hurt anyone else. And if we could all do that, I think there would be a lot of good in this world. Um, And I don't want to distract from the fact that there are a lot of really, really good people in the NFL too. I think when things like this happen, it puts a stain on the league and makes it seem like the whole league is this old boys club. But I I truly do not believe that's the case. I I love this sport so much. And I think there's a lot of good people uh, in that league, a lot of great coaches. You have the new generation of coaches like a Brandon Staley who seem to be more in touch with their players um, and kind of just where their mind is at. It's not this um, same type of, I, I don't know, even how to describe it. It's just a new era of coaching. Uh, and he's still obviously getting his team to execute and win on game days. He's doing a phenomenal job there, so it, it doesn't make them any weaker as a team, but just trying to understand uh, the guys you have in that locker room, I think, makes a huge difference. Learning about those people that are different than you, it can always, it just makes a difference in uh the way you live your life and for these coaches, the way you coach a team. So that's all I have to say about that. But wanted to make sure I fit that in since timing was bad last week on um, when everything went down and, and when I was recording the episode. Let's just all be good to each other. All right. Okay. So getting into the Browns game now, I don't really want to talk about any of the other NFL games because nothing there were some exciting games, some interesting things that happened. Obviously, the the Ravens beating the Chargers was pretty wild. We had kind of this awful Steelers-Seahawks game that the Steelers managed to win. But there weren't a lot of games that really stood out to me, so I mainly just want to get into the Browns right now because obviously that's, that's what we need to be talking about, and that's what you guys want to hear anyways. So I personally and you guys know this about me if you've been listening to this for a while, I am not a drastic conclusion type of person when it comes to anything that's happened with the Browns this season. I try to not jump to anything. Even still now, it's very early in the season that making any large declarations feels silly to me, and I I try to give everything time, but it does get hard when we continue to lose to the top caliber teams in the league that's three of them now that we've lost to and at a certain point it does start to raise some red flags starts to be a little bit questionable obviously baker just doesn't look like himself we know his shoulder injury is affecting him at this point i know a couple weeks ago they kept trying to say it wasn't we know it is he was in a literal sling after the game so it's definitely happening i know he's getting additional MRIs now. So I'm not really sure where everything is at with that, but, um, he, there's a lot of, there's a lot of debate on him right now. And regardless of what you feel, 
Baker Mayfield is still our quarterback right now. So people can continue to debate what the Browns should do in the offseason, or we could think about solutions for right now. And that's what I'm struggling with is a lot of people are still jumping to what we're going to do in the offseason with a potential contract for Baker. And the great news is, is we do not have to make that decision at this moment. And I hate complaining about things in the future when we have so much football left this season that we need to figure out right now. We need to figure out a way to get him better right now. So if that's resting him for his injury and putting Case Keenum in for a little bit, then we should do that. If it's something else, then I would love to hear solutions on what we need to do right now. But I'm actually, I'm just a little tired of everyone arguing about what the Browns should do with the QB position come like the postseason, come February when we're, you know, trying to make these decisions post Super Bowl. Um, I why are we deciding that right now? We don't have to. What we need to do is figure out how we can win at this moment. Um, and I mean, any decision that's going to be made this offseason, there's still a lot of games, a lot of tape left that they're going to be looking at to make that decision. I trust that Andrew Barry will make the right choice for the team when the time comes, but I can't predict what's going to happen in the next 10 or so games. I have no idea what's going to happen. Actually, 11 games, 11 more games. No idea what's going to happen. So stop trying to predict that. Let's focus on what we can do right now. And I'd love to know if we need to put Case Keenum in and Case Keenum in and sit Baker, then we need to do that. Otherwise, we need to figure out a way to get him to look better in these games so that we can start winning again. And I know there's so many other issues going on with the team that I'm going to get into, but when it comes to specifically Baker, I am, I'm, like I said, I'm tired of talking about the offseason. I want to talk about right now and what we can do to start winning some games again. Um, getting into everything else that's been happening, there were 20 people on the projected injury report for today, which is absolute insanity. It's 37% of the active roster. So that's definitely concerning. And our bye week is still a distant, distant future. So we got to figure out a way to get some guys healthy right now. Uh, Kareem and JOK are both going to be out for a couple weeks. Chubb is still out. Um, both Conklin and Wills were very much missed in the Arizona game. Um, and like I said, we just, we have to start beating great teams. You have to find a way to win. And I will continue to talk about the, the Ravens in this example, because they have so many injuries. They were decimated by injuries before the season even started, and they only have one loss right now and have continued to find ways to win, continued to find ways to beat good teams. They just beat the Chargers this weekend, and as many bad plays as Lamar can make, he's still somehow found ways to win games, and they've certainly gotten lucky in some circumstances, but we we can't keep doing this this blame game of injuries and refs which have both been horrible, um, we have to just find a way because we'll look back on the season and wonder how we couldn't find a way to win some more of those games. Um, One positive note I will say from the game was the Hail Mary to DPJ. That was like old school, classic, vintage Baker. I feel like those shining moments are are the best of him, and we haven't really gotten to see him sling it like that on the field uh, this season at all. It's been 
uh, a lot of safe stuff um, and just not even a lot of it in general. Uh, so to see him be able to sling it down the field like that was incredible and just reminds you of the good in Baker and Baker at his best and what he can do. That was really awesome to see. Um, not that we're going to be throwing up Hail Marys every game, but I, I'd love to see uh, some more freedom with allowing Baker when he's healthy to just do some do some crazier stuff, do some bigger things. We've played so safe with him, and that's not how Baker operates. That's not how Baker plays his best football. Even looking back at his rookie season when we had a horrible coaching staff, he still was able to just kind of go out there and do his thing, and we saw some really bright things from him then that we don't really get to see from him anymore. So I'd love to get some more of that in there. Um, Obviously, we have issues on defense. Our our scheme is just not working uh, against our opponents. Our three tough matchups, we've given up 33, 47, and 37. So we got to find a way to start defending these high-powered offenses better. It's clearly possible. Um, we aren't doing it because we're making a lot of mental errors. So that's on us. That's not just like a physical mismatch, which maybe sometimes it is. But the mental errors, not a physical mismatch, just doing dumb things and we just can't excuse those anymore because uh, we are giving up some really easy touchdowns and doing that and we're putting ourselves in a really bad hole uh, that makes it hard to win games against teams like the Cardinals. Um, a couple other thoughts. I'm just I'm just rolling through all my thoughts just gonna keep going and get them all out. Um, I feel like people want to hear something very specific from Kevin Stefanski or Baker in their press conferences. And I'm not quite sure what answers people are looking for. Of course, they're going to be asked questions and they're going to continue to say after a loss that we need to be better. There isn't much else to say. I'm not sure what people are looking for. They're just getting angry that we're not making those changes. We're not being better. And I understand that. But I'm not sure what other answers you're looking for in these press conferences that you're not getting because... Um, it's still better than the Hugh Jackson. I got to look at the tape. <laughs> That's a classic all time. Hate that would never want to hear that again. But I mean, the only thing you can ask for them to do is get up there, take accountability for what they messed up on. And we move on to the next week. But this constant bashing of these press conferences, because, uh, we're saying they're all talk is just not, not accurate. They have to answer a question. How else would you like them to answer it? So just just had to get out there. Um, so obviously it's tough now just getting out of this horrible game that I don't really have a lot of other thoughts on because there just wasn't a lot of good to say other than, like I said, the Hail Mary. But it's tough now because we are on a short week with Thursday night football coming up against the Broncos, but we have to have enough warm bodies out there to throw on the field and make it happen. That's a team that we should beat the next five games. We have the Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, Lions. Um, and those are all extremely winnable games, actually games that we definitely should win. There is no reason that we shouldn't be eight and three after we finish out um, those couple games. After that, we've got the Ravens, a bye week, and then the Ravens again, little weird and hard part of the schedule. Obviously, the Ravens are leading the division right now. They've looked pretty great. Um, that bye week will be super helpful, especially for those injuries. 
Uh, still, like I said, weird part of the schedule that we basically play them back to back there. Um, but those are going to be tough. And like I said, we have to go eight and three there before that. Hopefully we can maybe get one of those games from the Ravens. Um, and then following that, we close the season out with Raiders, Packers, Steelers, and Bengals. I'd say we should win three of those four games. So this season is still very much in our control, but we have things we have to fix immediately that we cannot allow them to continue. Um, And the last thing I want to say on the Browns is just one positive note, because I do still as much negative things as I said right there. I want to try to be a positive person and look at the good Uh, and what could come in the rest of the season because we're going into only week seven. So there's a lot of football left, like I've mentioned many times. But my positive thought is that this time last year, the Browns were four and two and had just lost to the Steelers 38 to seven. Pretty brutal loss. I remember specifically people were questioning Baker at that point, wondering if he was the guy lot of, again, drastic conclusions being made based on that 38-7 loss to the Steelers. Nick Chubb was injured, not playing at that point in the season. Sounds a little bit familiar, right? Um, And we went on to make the playoffs and win a playoff game last season. So obviously nothing is certain, and I'm not guaranteeing that that's going to happen again and that we're going to be able to replicate that because we did have a particularly easy schedule last season. But we have a lot of winnable games on our schedule and we can take a positive mental note in the fact that there is a lot of football left and if we could do it last year uh, we could do it again this year so much is going to happen get a couple wins it's a different season and that's my positive note so I hope you can take that and carry it with you into Thursday night football and we can get that win get get a winning record back on the board um, and just keep keep pulling through Uh, That's all I have for you guys today, though. As always, rating, review, please, please, please take just one minute of your time to do that. Subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Sorry it's not a more positive episode again. Just another tough loss, tough to swallow, but we keep going because that's what we do as Browns fans. We just absolutely never give up, uh, even when things feel a little bit hopeless. So stick with me in this. We are going to make it. All right. Thanks for listening. Go Browns.